Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 983, air date October 8th, 2021. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Day. Duray, I'm going to be doing a live interview on Arizona. Pattern recognition software who holds a PhD from uh, MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Dr. Shiva is best known as the inventor of email. He was contracted by Senator, Senator President Karen Fan to review images of more than 1.9 million affidavit return envelopes which held the early ballots mailed in or dropped off at Maricopa County voting centers between October the 7th and November the 3rd. In his testimony to the Senate, Dr. Shiva reported that nearly 4,500 early ballots may have been counted in Maricopa County's 2020 general election, even though the voters' signatures were missing on the envelope as required by law. Dr. Shiva is in the center ring of the conservative circus. And Dr. Shiva, you took a look at the Maricopa election system for, for a systems review. Um, as a systems expert, is Maricopa County's system broken? And if so, is that intentional? Yeah, well, by the way, uh, welcome. Uh, thank, thanks for having me. Look, the bottom line is this. The Maricopa County systems, and that's what we want to look at, are systemically dysfunctional. They're broken, absolutely broken. And let me explain why I, mean, uh, why I say that they're broken. If you look at any engineering system, you know, airplane systems, space systems, election systems, the hallmark of really profoundly functional systems are they have what are called standardized operating procedures, which means you know end-to-end -end how processes occur, procedures occur, and you know things are documented. The second aspect is that if you ever, as an engineer or as an outside person or as a customer, say, hey, look, I noticed this little thing or this thing's not working, you don't tell those people you're a conspiracy theorist, you're this or that. You say, oh, thank you very much. Whether that anomaly is insignificant or monumental or small or large, you are open. That's the culture of what you want when you want to improve a system. That is not the culture with the Maricopa County people who run these. They are opaque. They don't want to talk about it. And they viciously go attack people who want to talk about it. And in this case, I was a part of the audit team, which was commissioned by the Arizona State of Senate, uh, State Senate, which was elected by the people of Arizona. And more importantly, my entire life has been about engineering systems. So when I look at this behavior, it seems absolutely intentional to not be open and transparent and share what we call the standardized operating procedures, SOPs. Look, I've done many audits. People have audited stuff that I've done. And the way you resolve it, when people say, hey, uh, Dr. Shiva, can you show us how you did this? You immediately produce the documentation. It's been over two weeks now, or two weeks exactly, We've asked for documentation, we've asked for SOPs, and none of them have been delivered except attacks, you know, through a proxy blog, you know, a unknown blog in, in Arizona. That's who the Maricopa County officials did to unleash, frankly, misinformation and disinformation. And some, you know, my view is actually a, a racist smear campaign on top of the misinformation and disinformation. So yeah, the system is absolutely broken. We need engineers to run these systems, not, unelected political officials who think they know better uh, and dismiss when you bring up anomalies. The other point I want to make sure we'll come back to this is 52 USC 20701 was created so to encourage citizens to question elections, 
It encouraged audits. In your assessment, uh, Dr. Shiva, you were very careful to say that your conclusions or impressions were based on the information available to you. Can you tell us the findings in a nutshell and how different would this whole situation be uh, have been if the county had absolutely cooperated instead of like put up a stone wall? Sure. I mean, look, we were asked to uh, look at one part of the system, which is the part of the system when people are returning their early voting ballots and it comes inside an envelope. The envelopes are imaged and then people are doing what is called signature verification. We weren't asked to do detailed signature verification, only to look at in the signature region of the envelopes, was there even a signature? Was it a uh, uh, a blank or was it a scribble? Okay, very basic analysis. And the main finding that we found was that the Maricopa County election officials in their canvas report have more ballots, 6,545 to be accurate from your, what you mentioned, 6,545 uh, more ballots than we can, uh, we can account for the envelopes. Very important finding. Again, this may be a normal systems process. Maybe they don't System A is not communicating to systems B. You simply disclose it and we have a conversation about it. The second important finding we found is out of the nearly 1.92 million early voting ballots that were counted, only 587 were found to have bad signatures. Okay. So what that means is 0.031%, three one hundredths of a percent. Now they can say, well, we did this and we did that to let things go through. Great. Then please share with us your signature point verification algorithm. If you cured signatures, who did you call? How did you settle it? All right. Those are again, basic SOPs. Another very important, by the way, there are around 11 or 12 anomalies. Another very important anomaly I want to highlight is we had found a number of people who had two voter IDs. Okay. So that would be you having two voter IDs from the, with the exact same name, with the exact same address. And those people, that one individual with two voter IDs submitted um, early voting ballot envelopes. We have the images, they were signed and they were counted as votes. Again, could be a legitimate reason, but these are the kinds of anomalies. But the two major findings are that the signature verification process, where when you see a signature on the envelope and you're comparing it to the voter registration files are unverifiable, meaning the process. It Even the Atlantic, which is a left-wing journal or the LA Times have called this process witchcraft and ripe for error. So that needs to be audited. The second important process that we found out again, which I've mentioned over and over again, is where are your standardized operating procedures? Be open and transparent. But those are the two fundamental issues. You know, this information that you just shared um, is, I mean, it makes everything muddy. Uh, you're right. These are questions that need to be answered. So, if if, if the Maricopa, um, if the supervisor would have would have you know cooperated with this audit, would these questions be answered? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, look, I again, when you do audits in any particular case, you know, when you do any kind of audit, what typically happens is, you know, if I'm being audited or I'm auditing someone else, typically there's massive cooperation, and you can talk to anyone who's done auditing, right? The auditors come in, they do the first pass audit, they come up with a list of questions, they say, hey, uh, can you answer this? And then they answer them, then they go back and do more 
uh, analysis and they come back. It's a it's a very, very friendly back and forth process. Typically, if the person being audited uh, gets ruffled, that's when you know there are issues. Right. And you can see the level of rufflings that <laughs> that occurred by unleashing vitriol that took place to try to deny this, to try to make it un-American to even do an audit. So the typical thing is you 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 cooperate. That is the nature of an audit. You, you cooperate. I have some more questions that I want to, to ask you. See if we can keep uh, Dr. Shiva on for another segment there, Ross. Dr. Shiva, can we hold you over for one more segment? Sure. Sounds like okay, fun. Thank okay, you thank you. Are, okay, hold on. Bye-bye. To, to hear because they're trying to spin this one way to try to spin it another way and there's really nothing to spin here except for the fact that the system is way off it's broken and it needs to be fixable pick it up at 818 with dr shiva you know what you need to get down to spencer's tv and appliance i was there earlier this week and i'm telling you their warehouse clearance cell so to everyone listening out there i'm doing a live radio interview with the number one radio station in in uh, Arizona. And what we're trying to do in this conversation is really to focus on the fact that lawmakers in Washington are lawless. They don't understand the law and we're gonna get to that. You see the lawmakers in Washington do not understand the law. The law was created to encourage audits, okay? And in fact, that those laws were passed by a house at the time, which was a Democrat majority. So we need to get back to the heart of this. This is not Again, I just want to emphasize this is not about Republicans or Democrats. Republicans and Democrats have both participated in making sure that these systems were squishy and arbitrary so they could be unauditable. Okay? You have people making money grifting off election fraud. So the issue is not Republican or Democrat. The real issue is this needs to go beyond left or right. So we'll get back to this wonderful set conversation we're having with this radio interview, but this is the number one radio show in Arizona. And they've been having a series of the people who are on the audit team to discuss these fundamental issues. But we're going to get shortly to this fundamental issue about what took place yesterday. And we're going to talk about the fact that you have lawmakers. I hope we get to this guy's name, Ro Khanna. Again, there's an Indian guy. Okay. You know, you're a typical quote unquote, good Indian, right? You know, dark skin, brown skin, Indian guy. I think he came from a pretty elite family, right? But he plays the game. He's a good Indian. I refuse to be the good Indian because I don't want to be in the swamp. Okay. And we're going to talk about this guy. But what we want to recognize is that anyone that tells you that auditing a system makes you un-American, you need to be able to respond to them very, very effectively. The reality is auditing a system is something that is a foundation of the election voting systems by the laws that were passed, 52 U.S.C. 207, and I'll go over it. Separate from voting systems, we need to recognize that engineering systems are all about creating a system from point A to point B that you can audit all the components of that system. And you create rules and regulations and laws around that. We run a data center here, right? We run a building here, right? Give you a simple example. We get a new tenant. They're, they're a new input. We make sure that we have a process. They have to sign out for the keys, right? They have to let us know how many keys they have. If they get new people, who are they? They have to sign out for those keys. When they leave, they have to give us exact number of keys back. They have to sign a form saying they, they didn't make extra copies. So, and all of this is documented in a process. 
Okay, even for just a tenant that comes in with the keys. Now you talk about building a airport system, an airplane system. For an airplane to take off from point A, San Diego to Boston, and people are traveling that route every day, when you get on that airplane, you're not questioning whether the plane's gonna crash, right? It's a very, it's, it's in the way in the back of your mind. The standardized operating procedures from point A to point B, the millions of procedures all documented. And just to give you an idea, the documentation to of the process to build a B-52 won't even fit inside a B-52 bomber. These are called standardized operating procedures. And in engineering systems theory, you have these procedures. Now, this is why you get into an airplane and you sit comfortably. You're not freaked out that it's gonna crash. You have confidence in the airplane systems. When you go get an x-ray done to your doctor, you, there are standardized operating procedures which are saying how many rads you're supposed to get, how you're supposed to be shielded, and all those processes. That's why people go get x-rays done. If you, When you get in your car and you drive on the highway systems, right, you have a certain set of rules and regulations that are supposed to be followed. They're documented. But what's amazing is one of the most foundational systems, election voting systems, which are also an engineering system, it seems like if you start saying, hey, what's what's going on here? Maybe everything's fine. But if you question them, you are called all sorts of names. Racism is unleashed on you, real racism, which I talked about yesterday. And what we fundamentally have are people who believe that they're above the law, who believe that you can't ask some questions. And if you're not able to do that, systems do not improve. So the key takeaway before we get on this conversation is you think about any aspect of your life, any tool you use, you know, the iPhone here, Steve Jobs, very interesting story. A friend of mine told me, Larry Ellison, who's a head of Oracle, went over to his house and Steve Jobs had just finished the movie Pixar, Toy Story. And he was looking at, uh, you know, he had just finished it. Larry Ellison came over, wow, he goes, that looks great. And Jobs was looking at it, he goes, well, the lighting there is wrong, this is wrong. Engineers, real artists, real people who want to better something, you're always looking at anomalies and you always wanna make it better. If these people who run these election systems, and it's not about voter IDs, you have now a bunch of people saying, oh, just voter IDs. Voter IDs are not the solution. If the system end to end is all loosey goosey. That's what we need to recognize. It's about the entire system. And so I want all of you, I'm gonna put up a little link here. I encourage all of you to take time because this systems approach is what I teach every Mondays go to truthfreedomhealth.com. And I want you guys to take advantage of this because what I'm realizing is that the only way out of this is... Okay, great, I'm ready. So we're gonna go back live on the number one show in Arizona. But the point is that one of the most important things we need to recognize is that all of you need to break from this left-right narrative, pro-anti-narrative, or saying, oh, we're gonna just solve um, you know, election integrity by just doing voter IDs. We're just gonna solve it by this. There's no one solution. It's a system solution. So go to truthfreedomhealth.com. Over the last 50 years, I've consolidated as a public service into a course, and we're educating people to become truth, freedom, and health warrior scholars. That's how we break the left and right narrative, okay? So please recognize that none of these issues are left and right. So I'm going back on the interview. The Arizona audit was on the hill yesterday. We got a lot of information. We 
got some things confirmed, but we're talking to Dr. Shiva right now. Dr. Shiva is an expert in engineering systems and pattern recognition software. He holds a PhD from MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. He's best known as the inventor of the email. He was contracted by the Senate President Karen Van to review images of more than 1.9 million affidavit returned envelopes and that were held uh, in Maricopa County. And uh, he doesn't do interviews often. I'm very, very honored to have him in the center ring. And he is telling us things that um, uh, should alarm you. Dr. Shiva, a welcome back to the center ring. I want to go back to something you said earlier. I wanna, I wanna keep on this whole system. You said the system is broken, uh, especially here in Maricopa County. So given that, I wanna ask you, is it un-American to want to audit an election? It's a great question. You know, this is a central issue. I noticed there was a congressman who apparently went to Yale Law School, Ro Khanna, who asked this question. And, and, he, and the entire quote unquote lawmakers on that, whatever you call that event yesterday, were trying to tell the American people that it is un-American to audit. Let me just make everything very clear to people so people get a little bit educated. In, in you know, 52 USC 20701 is a law. The law was created to encourage audits. So Congress passed a whole new law in 50 years ago by a Democrat majority, 52 USC 20701, because Congress declared that election audits are a public good. First point. Second point, that election audits are a public good because it provides real data and feedback about the integrity of an election. That's the engineering systems process. You get feedback. Third, auditing the integrity of an election is a public good because American citizens are entitled to the constitutional guarantee of one person, one vote. That's what we're trying to see here. We're looking at a system. We want to make sure, did one person get one vote? Or did one person get two votes? Or did one person get three votes? Or did one person get a half a vote? Fourth, Congress declared that election audits are to be a public good because Congress supports that principle of one person, one vote. And the other most important principle here is this. Only persons, and everyone should hear this, not in support of the entitled, entitled right of American citizens to this constitutional guarantee of one person, one vote, would actively defame a request for an audit as conspiratorial disinformation. And this is settled law, and it was passed by a Democrat majority 50 years ago. So the net of this is this. Congress encouraged wanted us to do audits 22 months because they know nonsense can take place. They wanted the American people to have the audit rights. So this guy, Ro Khanna, who, by the way, you know, is an Indian guy who fits into the brand of being a liberal Democrat, right? That's what the kind, that's what you're supposed to be. He's grilling someone and he went to Yale Law School. He doesn't know the law. He's a lawless lawmaker. He should go read 52 USC 20701. It was created to encourage audits. That is being American. And to be, to, uh, to attack people as quote unquote conspiracy theorists, to call them all sorts of names, that is not only un-American, but it goes beyond essentially a, a new type of discrimination. Well, that's exactly what happened to you, Dr. Shiva. And I gave some of your bona fides here. Uh, there's, no, no, there's no doubt that you're more than qualified to address this issue. You spend time uh, going through corporations and looking at their systems, and they pay you a lot of money, I imagine, to come in and do that. And yet, when you started to do the work that you were contracted to do here in Arizona, that's exactly what happened.
accused you of things that you have not done. They said that you were some type of crazy person. Uh, of course, the media took it and they went with it to try to to discredit you and the work that you're doing here. And I agree with you. That is un-American. And what's really a threat to our democracy is the fact that we probably are not going to look into the very things you just brought up right here in the center ring that have to do with some irregularities in the audit process in Maricopa County. Yeah, look, what needs to happen, you know, uh, you know, I, I recently wrote a response back to uh, one of these smear attacks. And I it's interesting. I said this smear campaign was not only misinformation and disinformation, but I said it was racist. And some of the conservative friends who read it, they said, what are you, why, are you, why are you calling it racism? I said, look, we need to understand that the right and Republicans say that racism doesn't exist. Therefore, the left has tried to monopolize the definition of racism, right? Which is don't use the N-word. And if you don't support affirmative action, then you must be a racist. The reality is there is a real racism. And the real racism is putting people in boxes. A dark-skinned Indian guy who suffered real racism who came from nothing, right? Who got highly educated, got all those degrees from India, originally from India. I'm supposed to be a liberal Democrat, right? I'm surely never supposed to audit election malfeasance, which may help, you know, the opposite of the liberal Democrat. So it, when that occurs, what do you do? You go attack the person's credibility. And they have a problem here, though. I have four degrees from MIT. I've won every major award, Fulbright Scholar you know, nominee for the National Medal of Technology and Innovation. In the response, Debbie Nightingale was one of the esteemed professors, university distinguished professor. She was at MIT for 17 years. She wrote a response. She goes, you know what? I'm a Democrat, she said. I voted for Joe Biden. Dr. Shiva voted for Donald Trump in 2016. He didn't vote for Donald Trump in 2020, okay? Because he was concerned that he wasn't going after the swamp enough. So we all have our differences. But the reality is when it comes to voting systems, these are engineering systems. This is not a left or right issue. To try to do that kind of smear campaign, that is the real racism. So you're supposed to be in your box. If you're a you know, black person, you're supposed to eat this way, be this way. If you're a white person from the South, you surely must be racist, right? These boxes are what they put people in. And in this situation, I wasn't willing, frankly, to be a good Indian. Ro Khanna is a good Indian, right? He is, <laughs> you know, he was, you know, he's the real Uncle Tom, okay? Yeah, one, one, one last point, one, one, point I, one point I want to make is here's a, here's a gauntlet. To, okay, great. Great. Thank you. Be well. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. So this is Dr. Shiva. So that was just an interview that we did with the leading radio station in uh, Arizona. And the point we wanted to make here is these lawmakers are lawless. They don't even follow their own laws. And then when, you know, very competent people like myself 
or you or others, working people, you don't even have to go to MIT, but when you ask basic fundamental questions, hey, how come this number, there are more, less envelopes and number of ballots, they attack you. These are engineering systems. We live in the world of engineering systems. I encourage all of you to become system scientists. It took me 50 years to, you know, get to this point where I could educate others. Every Monday evenings at, when do I start it, John? 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, we teach people, we have a whole community of around 60,000 people now globally. Our goal is to educate people to move beyond left and right. The left, the right, Republicans, Democrats, and there may be some good people among all of them. They're not going to solve these problems. We live in a world of engineering systems. And if you learn system science, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. You will start, first of all, you get access to a whole community of people. We do it on our own platform, but our goal is to move beyond left and right. So anyway, let's use this opportunity, okay, to start recognizing that nothing is going to change through the existing legal systems. It's not going to change through the election systems. It's going to change by building a bottoms up movement. And that movement is for truth, for freedom and health without freedom, which means if you censor people, you can't do science to get to truth. We, the United States has lost the first amendment. You can go read the videos I've talked about on this. And without that, we have people like Fauci. We have people keeping people like Fauci. Okay. And therefore you don't get to the heart of science. And then when you can't get, you don't have freedom and you don't get to truth, you can't find out what's right for your body, uh, the health of your body, your infrastructure. And without health of you and the infrastructure, you can't fight for freedom. You don't have the strength, nor do you have the wherewithal to explore truth. Truthfreedomandhealth.com. Um, do this for yourself. We've made it very accessible. So I will do these videos, but I really want you to start getting your chops. If you want to change the world, there is a physics to changing the world. So I'm going to, um, should I play that video, John, for Anne? Yeah. So I'm going to end with everyone. I'm going to play for you guys a video which will explain uh, this concept in a clear way. Here we go. So this is what our truth, freedom and health. Uh, uh, which one should I play, John? The what the truth from health video series is or the one, you know, Okay, so I'm going to share with you guys what the whole movement is about. Here we go. Um, it's coming up here. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Welcome to VA Shiva, the platform of education, technology, and activism, so you may raise your consciousness to win the truth, freedom, and health you need to create the future you deserve. The VA Shiva platform provides this truth, freedom, health warrior scholars the following three capabilities. Number one, an ultimate education that is based on the science of systems. Number two, technologies to empower you to take charge of your health, as well as social media tools, independent of big tech, so you can connect with other incredible truth, freedom, health warrior scholars equally dedicated like you to winning truth, freedom, and health. Three, instruments for activism so you become a beacon of light in your online and offline community to educate others' growth and advancement. VA Shiva provides you the foundations of the science of systems, the ultimate education. The science of systems provides you the missing fundamental scientific knowledge to understand every system in and around you. The science of systems will enable you to uncover the real problem and real solution in any situation and on any issue. Concerning the educational component, first you will receive direct 
access to me to learn the science of systems in my three-hour live private online group class that I run every week. Second, you will have access to archived lectures so you can continue your education independent of me. Third, you can test your proficiency in learning the fundamental principles and get a formal certification for the foundations of systems. Independent of this classroom education, you will receive also four important books. The first book is the best-selling classic Systems and Revolution from which you can learn all of these concepts and more. The second book is The Science of Everything that will educate you on how the science of systems is the foundational knowledge of every system in the universe. The third book, Your Body, Your System, focuses on how to understand the interplay of these systems within your own body. And then the fourth book, Your System, Your Life, will help you apply these principles to other aspects of your life, such as running a business, understanding relationships, and more. Beyond the curriculum and books, the second capability is the technologies that you will be afforded. One of them is a powerful Your Body, Your System software, which is an online laboratory where you can use your body as a system to further deepen your understanding of the science of systems. The tool allows you to understand what kind of system you are. Is your system on course or is it off course? And how the inputs of food, supplements, herbs, activities such as sleep, yoga, meditation, exercise can affect your body to bring it back on course. Finally, to support your education, I've also included a seminal scientific paper that I wrote which will help you understand that the knowledge of systems it does not only originate in the modern world starting in the 1920s and 30s, but it actually dates back 10 to 20,000 years and intersects directly with the foundations of Eastern systems of medicine. In addition to this, you will also get two scientific papers sharing how the science of systems can also be used to apply to understanding how food is medicine. One paper exposes turmeric from the molecular systems level and how it affects your body. The other paper explores ginger and how that affects your body. That's just the educational piece. As you raise your consciousness through this education, you will likely want to connect with other Truth Freedom Health Warrior Scholars in an environment where you can connect and build community. To support that, I've also created two powerful social media tools. One of them is the VA Shiva Forum. Here you can start discussions, you can pose questions and meet others and have healthy debates. The other is VA Shiva Social, where you can create your own profile, your own presence, like other major social media tools. However, it is independent of big tech. You can use VA Shiva Social to interconnect with your fellow Truth Freedom Health Warrior Scholars and build community. Beyond the education capability and the social media capability, the platform also enables you to take action by disseminating your knowledge on the ground and into your local online and offline communities. Powerful educational cards and research are included so you can pass these cards to your friends and neighbors that provide them summarized content which further directs them to online research and education. In addition to this, the activism component also provides you many, many short one-minute educational video content, memes and text, allowing you to quickly craft messages for your Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and other pages so you can deliver content to educate others and drive them to longer educational posts on VA Shiva. VA Shiva is fundamentally an enabling platform for you to get the truth, freedom, and health you deserve through education, technology, and activism. I hope you become a truth, freedom, and health warrior scholar today. Thank you.